How is it going, everybody? I'm Digit, and this is the Streetcast Podcast. Hope you all had a great week. If you've never listened to the podcast before, what we're going to do today is we're going to tell a story from the past week and then go into some new tech news. So, per usual, that intro song was RSPN by Blank and Kit. Quick shout out to them for the intro. Cool. So, let's go into today's story. Today's story is about cycling. So I've always been a fan of cycling. I've never done it competitively or professionally or anything like that. I've always had a bicycle in my life, but never a road bike, so to speak. Never a hardcore slicked back helmet, a clip-in shoes, none of that. No, no, no. But in a way, I've always wanted to. There's, I feel like the cycling community gets a bad rep for being pretty elitist. But it's just like every other community, right? You have a lot of elitist assholes and gatekeepers who try to keep you out or say, you have to have this if you're going to be doing it. You know, I'm, I've talked before that I'm a chess guy and there's a lot of chess elitism. But I found so far that a lot of the people I've interacted with in the cycling community have been really cool, really chill, and really informative to tell you information that you need to know. But anyway... I've always liked cycling, and with all of the gyms and stuff closed down near me because of COVID, I wanted to get back into it and do it more for a workout, more for a fitness endurance perspective instead of the enjoyment recreation biking that I've done in the past. So I said, yep, I'll hit a trail. I've got a bike right now, a little rally cadent one from i think it's 2014 or 2015 one of those it's silver real nice bike i love it and they got really nice trails around here so i said i'll take my bike out do a long ride see how long i can go and come on back so i went 15 miles the other day but the problem with my bike is that it's a flat bar handlebar and for those of you who don't know or aren't familiar i've had to do a lot of research on this since i started this whole ordeal so i will tell you about it the flat bars provide a lot of control on your bike and a lot of maneuverability but the problem with them is in long distances they keep your body upright and they're just not as comfortable Uh, i have i hate to say weak wrists but i have very sensitive wrists when it comes to getting hurt and being aggravated so a flat bar handlebar over 20 15 20 miles really starts to hurt and i said you know what this is something that i enjoy this is something I want to get into. There's a lot of bike uh, bike paths and stuff around where I am for commuting and for just long rides, fitness rides. So I said, yep, let me research and see what I can do here to try and get into this. So first, I wanted to replace my flat bar handlebar with a drop bar, one of those try hard, lean forward over the bars. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted right there. Well, it turns out that you can't exactly do that cold turkey. I started looking into it, and I have the little dial shifters, little spin shifters right now, and that is pretty elementary, I know, but it works great for me. But I said, you know what? I, I wonder if I can just convert that, you know, plug and play my gears onto a new drop bar shifter and call it good. No. No, it does not work that way at all. So I went to my local bike shop, and I said, all right, I'm looking to do this. I'm looking to change my flat bar to a drop bar. How much would that run me, and is that something y'all could do? And they said, yeah, we can do that 100%. I said, cool. How much do you think it would run? They said, well, we'll have to look at the bike, but usually I'd assume somewhere between $300 and $600, and my jaw dropped. I was like, what? 
just to replace a handlebar? He's like, well, it's not just the handlebar. You might have to replace cabling, the gear components, all of it, just to get the drop bar gears to work with your back gears and stuff. And I said, dang. All right. So I am going to take the bike in because he said if, if it works well, he might be able to do it for like close to 200 And you might say, $200, that's crazy. And it is. It's a lot of money. But a road bike to replace it or like to get a drop bar handlebar and just get a road bike for my fitness needs would be close to $1,000. So I'd rather pay the 200 if he can just replace it. And I asked him that. I said, would this be something worth doing? Right now, I mean, should I just buy a new bike? Is this something that would just destroy the integrity of my bike if I rode it for too long? He said, no, it's worth doing because you cannot find a bicycle right now. And literally, I walked into this bike shop not realizing that they sold bikes. They had one or two bikes on the floor, and they had a ton of bikes in the back, but those were all for maintenance. So what's happening is that everyone's buying bikes right now because of COVID and taking them in to get maintenance worked on and so all these bike shops are no, are like not selling bikes. They're just working 24-7 on maintaining them. And I said, dang, so you don't have any that are selling? He said, not, not the two, not other than the two you see right in front of you. I said, dang. And I looked online to fact check because you, if I'm going to spend big money, if it's going to be more than 200 I wanted to know my options and research what other bicycles I could get for close to that range, just very entry-level road bikes kind of thing, even if I could get it on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. And holy cow, they're sold out everywhere. You can't find one right now. You just can't. They're so, they're gone, sold out. All the bike shops are itching to get them because everybody's buying so much, but you can't even buy them from the manufacturer. It's crazy. So, <laughs> oh, goodness. There's so much to learn when it comes to this quote-unquote sport or whatever it is when it comes to bicycles. I am completely overwhelmed with this information. been watching a lot of YouTube videos trying to learn if it's something that I can do myself, switch out the flat bar to a drop bar, but it seems like I'm going to have to get the bike shop's help. Just crazy that bikes are selling out as much as they are right now. Absolutely insane. So I'll keep you all updated on what I decide to do. I'm taking it back in. And get this. They were so busy with maintenance. I had my bike with me, and I said, well, can I bring my bike in and get you to have, or quote me. Can you quote me real quick? Look at my bike. Give me a quote on what you think it'll take to convert the flat bar to a drop bar. And he said, man, I can't do it right now. I'm way too busy. I got people coming in. If you bring it in next week, we'll be full staffed, and I'll be able to check it out then. I said, cool. So I'm going to be taking the bike in sometime this week, probably Thursday or Friday, to get to look at it and give me a quote for how much that would cost. And I'll give you all an update on what I decided to do in that situation. Hopefully the YouTube video, if you are interested, youtube.com and search up I'm, that is Indigo Mike underscore digit. You can check out this podcast in video form. Anyway, hopefully next week we'll get that figured out and I might have some writing clips to post on the YouTube video over the podcast if you're interested. Cool. So that is the story for the week, a little biking story. Cool. Next up, we're going to move on to some tech news, ladies and gentlemen. And what a week of tech news it has been. First of all, let's talk about the Twitter hacks and the Bitcoin scam. Let's see. I, I'm looking at a report from the BBC. 
And of course, the BBC thinks they're too big to have authors on their articles. Love that. If you're going to be a reporting, if you're going to be a news site or report any sort of news, always have a goddamn author or reporter, whatever. It's just crazy to me that BBC doesn't provide authors for a lot of these articles. But this BBC's article, major U.S. Twitter accounts hacked in Bitcoin scam. So what happened is that major names such as Bill Gates, Kanye West, Elon Musk, even former President Barack Obama, oh, and presidential candidate Joe Biden sent out tweets like, hey, if you send this much Bitcoin to this account, I'll send back double it for the next however long. Enjoy. And a bunch of people went on and did it. That shit, just stupid. The crazy part about it, not only that all of these high-end people got their Twitter accounts hacked for this Bitcoin scam, the crazy part is, one, that people actually fell for it, and two, that a lot of DMs were stolen. So The Verge, who does post by Sean Hollister, Sheen Hollister, S-E-A-N Hollister, reported a couple of days after it came out that these accounts were all hacked, reported that the hacker had downloaded DMs from a lot of these uh, people. Now, how Twitter stores DMs is very interesting. Let's say you DM someone. So it's a 1v1 conversation. You DM your buddy Bob. I DM Bob. Let's say I DM Bob. If I delete the DMs, Twitter keeps that the DM still. All right, the DMs are just deleted off my phone. The DMs are only deleted from Twitter server if both me and Bob delete the DMs. Okay, so that's what happened in this case. In this case, a lot of the people who got hacked deleted their DMs, but the people they messaged did not. So the hackers were still able to access that information. Surprisingly, eight individuals had their DMs downloaded from these people, including personal information, blah, blah, blah. But they did not, none of the eight were verified individuals. <clears throat> Excuse me. None of the eight were verified. So it wasn't any of the big names like Kanye West or anything like that. No. It's just super interesting to hear that that's how Twitter stores their information. You think that there would be more of a lock on it if one person deleted them. But I understand why there's not at the same time. Super weird. Next up, little Walmart in the news. If you think that you have seen a lot of Karens online right now screaming about how they have to wear masks, you haven't seen half of it yet, folks. I think we're about to see a myriad of videos on the internet of people refusing to wear masks. Why, you might ask? Only because starting Monday, tomorrow, July the 20th, Walmart is requiring customers to wear face masks. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> That's, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the videos of all these crazy people absolutely harping on just poor cashiers who just want to do their job and go home, screaming about how it's unconstitutional, blah, 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 blah during a global pandemic. I can't wait to see the videos. Speaking of Walmart, I was in Walmart today, and I find it so disheartening that grocery stores in general still have this really strange policy that cashiers can't sit down while they work or anything, especially at Walmart, 
where you have crazy lines, there's barely anyone working the cashiers, and the cashiers have to ring up what you had in your buggy and bag it for you in many cases. Walmart isn't like a lot of grocery stores where they have a cashier and a bagger. So my local grocery store has a cashier and a bagger. So as soon as they scan, it's being bagged, moving quick, boom, 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 boom. At Walmart, these people are beep, bag it, beep, bag it, super slow because they have to do the whole thing, which is crazy. And it's also crazy that a lot of these people aren't allowed to sit down. I just find that whole thing at Walmart super weird, super strange, and a bit outdated. If I could run it, I'd have them sit down, and I'd work two people to a place. I just don't get it. Oh, well. That's some Walmart news right there. We're about to see a ton of Karens online screaming in in Walmarts. I'm excited personally. I bet I bet you Walmart's going to have security outside of each place. 100% going to have security outside so there's no videos inside of craziness. Next up, Paper Mario has officially overtaken Animal Crossing on the Nintendo eShop. So Animal Crossing has been absolutely crushing it. When it comes to digital downloads on the Nintendo eStore, crushing it on the Switch. And it was only now that Paper Mario has overtaken it. I know that Minecraft Dungeons jumped to number one there for a while, but Animal Crossing overtook it again, and then Minecraft Dungeons dropped back down, I think, to the top five. But now Paper Mario is doing well, which is interesting to me because, like I said, I was in line at Walmart, and I walked through that area, and all the Paper Marios were sold out in the physical copies. So I knew that it was going to be a big game. Super excited to see some of the reviews that start coming out if they're not already out. But it looked interesting. Paper Mario, the Origami King. I think it's a cool idea, at least. At least it's a cool idea. Eh, Worth it. Next up, Minecraft. Oh, Minecraft, ladies and gentlemen. If you've ever played Minecraft, you know that there's a little title screen background panorama looking thing and people have discovered the seed of the official minecraft world from the background now you might think well that doesn't seem like a huge deal or i mean it's just a picture that they used and that's the crazy part it is it's just a little picture they used in the background for the home screen of minecraft yet people have found the exact world with no hints or anything they've used math and computing to figure out what that world is. It's crazy. Yeah, good for them. I just, I love when people do this. It's so cool how they take little information and figure something out with it. If you've never watched Internet Historian, there's a great example of this on his video. Look up Capture the Flag by Internet Historian, and you'll see some people with very minute details figuring out long, elaborate plans specifications, locations. Yeah, check out Capture the Flag Internet Historian. You'll see some crazy shit of what people can figure out with barely any information. But yeah, they discovered the Minecraft world, the seed for the world, just based on the background. Super cool. We're going to talk about one more news article, and this one is kind of a big boy article. This is not tech-related at all. And then we're going to talk about some upcoming events here. So next, this is a BBC article. And I am actually going to play you this author so that you know who it is and all that good stuff here. Let's see. uh, Here we go. All right. Here he is. This is um, a BBC article. Oh, 
It is fertility rate, jaw-dropping global crash, and children being born by James Gallagher, I believe. So what is happening is that in 1950, women were having an average of 4.7 children. 4.7. The magic number to maintain population growth is 2.1. It's not, you think two, right? You think two would be an even number to continue population growth in the entire world, but it's not. And the reason for that is because in birth groups, they're usually a majority male. For whatever reason, males end up being born more. So 2.1 is a magic number in order to continue the population growth so that more females are in that pool. Next, again, in 1950, that number was 4.7. In in 2017, that number was 2.4. And some scientists are projecting that that number could go as low as 1.7 by two th- uh, 2100. That sounds so weird, but it is within our lifetime. By 2100, the number could be as low as 1.7. Some people Now, fertility rates falling is expected, right? Because... <laughs> People think that Bill Gates wants to microchip and do crazy shit in Africa, but he said that he wants to lower the fertility rate in Africa because so many kids are being born and dying. Mothers are having so many children because they don't know how many will make it into adulthood. So fertility rates falling globally, in a way, are a good thing because they show modernization. We don't need to have as many children to ensure that at least one or two survive, if that makes sense. If you don't know about the whole Bill Gates shit, there's a group of people on the internet that believe that because Bill Gates said that he wants to lower fertility in Africa, the fertility rate, that he's trying to like stop people from being born. That's not the case. That is not what's going on. What's going on is that he wants to give medicine and medical aid to people in Africa so that they don't have to have four children for the hope that one survives. They have four children because they want four children, not because they want one or two, okay? So the birth rate falling, in a way, can be a reflection of modernization for modern medicine and a lot of other things. There's also, you know, there's a lot more women in education and work, which is awesome as well, and with fewer decisions to have children. You know, they have fewer children or they just don't want children. So there's modernization in that area as well so this projection projection geez this projection by the bbc has china's population cutting by half in the next century and india's by a third while the u.s and nigeria actually have a growth in a little bit which is super crazy to see but eh, it's expected almost just because china's overpopulated the u.s is arguably underpopulated in certain areas we have more land that we could push people into if need be. But is this a problem? Maybe, maybe not. The world is arguably overpopulated based on our resources, but not really. Just crazy to think that they are projecting a 1.7 by 2100. That's just, whew, that is a sharp decline in a centuries, century and a half from 1950 of 4.7. So from 4.7 in 1950 to 1.7 by 2100, crazy, sharp decline. I wonder if that goes to show the evolutions that we've made in technology 
or if that just goes to show evolutions in culture, maybe? Culture and technology? It's an interesting thought experiment that I hope they expand on more in the future. This was It was a great article if you want to check it out. Cool, cool. Next up, Microsoft. Microsoft has announced one more reminder, ladies and gentlemen. They are having their Xbox Games Showcase Thursday, July 24th, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard. They're going to be on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, even on Xbox.com if you want to check it out. I want to see Halo gameplay already. I haven't seen any Halo Infinite gameplay. I really, really want to see it. I want Halo to succeed because I'm going to be playing it on the PC. I think it's great that Xbox is adopting the early model of if it comes out on PC, or excuse me, if it comes out on Xbox, it also comes out on PC, and guess what? They're cross-play immediately. I really, really dig that. PlayStation needs to start adopting before they get behind which they arguably are a little bit, but hopefully here in the future they'll start changing that. A lot of a lot of PlayStation games are starting to come out on PC. Death Stranding just did. Uh, New Horizons is coming out on PC. If it hasn't already, I believe it's on pre-order. But having games cross-play at release with PC is huge. I love to see it. Love to see it. Wow. That was a, that was a lot of news and a lot of variety there. But... If you are on the internet in the next week, I would check out on Thursday the Xbox Games event and throughout the week, Karen's at Walmart. <laughs> oh my. So that concludes the Streetcast podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That is this week. I hope you have a great week and a great time, even though a random sound just played spooky. Now, I hope you all have a great week, a great time. If you are checking out the podcast, Thank you. You can find me on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Wink. You can even find me on YouTube if you want a little bit of gameplay or just random video attached to this podcast for you to take a look at. Probably going to have a little bike riding video to post up there in the next couple of weeks. And I'll give you all an update on my bike. So with that, have a great week. And remember, smile. Smile.